Sago, welcome to the podcast series, Sacred Teachings. I'm Ginny Doctor of the Mohawk Turtle Clan. The first series will explore the meaning and importance of the natural world to the first peoples of this land. It is our responsibility to live in harmony and balance with all of creation. In this time when young people across the globe are calling out for justice and for all of us to stop destroying our natural world, we offer to you some wisdom and reflections to inform and inspire the way forward. This is Sacred Teaching, Wisdom of the Land. This episode is by Martha Many Gray Horses. Martha is a strong environmentalist and at one time was the chair of the board of the Tonetsin Land Institute. This is an advocacy group whose focus is environmental justice, tribal sovereignty, and collaboration with various grassroots indigenous groups in the Western Hemisphere. Okay. I would like to extend my uh, greetings to the relatives. Uh, I am Martha, many gray horses. I'm a member of the Blackfoot Confederacy, more specifically the Kine First Nation of Southern Alberta. I've been asked to talk about climate change. And so I'd like to uh, provide a uh, perspective on this major concern that is facing all of humanity. And I'd like to share some uh, spiritual perspectives coming from my native background. Uh, Before I get into uh, what I'd like to, to talk about, I want to begin with a prayer. My little granddaughter reminded me that it was important for me to say a prayer for the earth, our mother. So I will actually say two prayers, one in Blackfoot and then the other one, a prayer that has been given to me by one of my spiritual teachers. So I'll start off with a Blackfoot prayer. I used to bat up yop, I you can hat since got some batan kusigoye, I you know how to stand kakatumoki nitatsumo iskani, I yuksako mita piakiwa, I you know how to do spomoki nitatsumo iskani, I you spomoki dan kusigoye, it's ego and man stop this be unknown nitibata piopi, I you can dance got some madness to bat up yop, no how to stand kakatumoki nut. All my relations. This prayer that I will be saying is given to me by one of my spiritual teachers. And she, her name in Blackfoot means uh, Blessed or Holy Mother, Naduxista. And her prayer goes like this. Blessed is the spot and the house 
and their place and their city and their heart and their mountain and their refuge and their cave and their valley and their land and the sea and the island and the meadow where mention of God had been made and his praise glorified. Amen. My elders often talk about Kakumitapiakiwa as having living energies. And those living energies arouse our senses. For example, we see things out there in nature through our eyes. We hear her movement through our ears. And we smell her sweet fragrance through our nose. And as we eat the fruits of the land, we taste the sweetness. And these senses arouse our feelings. And we may experience sensations, and those sensations affect our connection to the earth through our balance. In other words, the earth, our mother, arouses both our physical and our spiritual senses. Through these powers prompt us to take action. And that's the beauty of our connection to the earth, our mother. Indigenous people have always believed that nature is a state of being. Even as I refer to her in my Blackfoot language, I immediately feel a sense of connection to her, and I know that I'm not alone. Nothing about Tsakumitapiakiwa, the earth, our mother, is dead. You can see and hear her living energies and the sounds of the rippling of the water. You can hear her in the rustling of the branches of the trees as it sways softly to the forces of the wind. Or you can see her dancing with the prairie grass and the wind. The life of the earth, our mother, uniquely describes herself. Our heritage as indigenous people, our traditional practices and our spiritual teachings are interrelated with the earth, our beloved mother. This is our blessing from our creator, but it is also our responsibility to protect her. The old people who have passed on to the spiritual realm told us that as human beings, it is Creator's design to be natural with the earth, our mother. Our inner life as human beings shape the environment, but we are also deeply affected by her. The one acts upon the other and the change in the life of a person is influenced by these mutual reactions. The understanding of a human being's relationship to Mother Earth 
is at the heart of the vision of nature, and it reflects one's understanding of the purpose of human life, that is to know and to love the Creator. Today, in a world of consumption and production, technology has fast-tracked the destruction of the living natural diversity and the rich natural heritage of this planet. The outcome of this is climate change that we are now experiencing. Material civilization has been driven by the beliefs of consumerism and aggressive individualism. The weakening of decent standards and spiritual values has carried material civilization to excess. Again, the outcome is climate change. The culture of consumerism has tended to reduce human beings to competitive, vast consumers of goods and the objects of manipulation by the market. This unrestrained promotion of wants has led to a system fully dependent upon extreme consumption for a privileged few, while reinforcing exclusion, poverty, and inequality for most of the people. The issue of supportable consumption and production will need to be considered in the broader context of this broken social order that is characterized by competition, violence, conflict, and insecurity. Globally, humanity needs to make a commitment to the protection of Mother Earth, There is some degree of hope for us because there is a natural inclination of the human being to treat one another with love and compassion and to be willing to sacrifice for the betterment of society. From this inclination emerges one's attributes of dignity, nobility, and sense of worth. These inclinations are the underlying forces that drive one's deep sense of commitment to protect the earth, our mother, Moderation a sense of commitment to justice and detachment from the things of this world are all expressions of spiritual discipline that allows individuals to contribute to the establishment of a thriving civilization. Cooperation and reciprocity are the essential properties of a unified system of the world of existence. The greatest relationship that binds the world of being together lies in the range of created things or nature themselves. All created things or nature are closely related together. Each is influenced and benefits from the other, either directly or indirectly. You see, cooperation, mutual aid, and reciprocity are critical characteristics in the unified body of the world of being. 
These characteristics are mandatory for us in order to be able to effectively protect the Earth, our mother, its biodiversity and natural order. The sweeping transformation of human beings' relationship to the environment via technology during the last 100 years has given humanity the power to control and alter natural forces. It has eliminated physical barriers to global unity. It also has created at the same time complicated social relationships that are now calling forth the re-examination of values and eventually the recreation of societies. It is a tall order, but some people are now converging on this reality. Hopefully, we will be able to continue to achieve a collective response to the climate change crisis. Hopefully, the experience of Standing Rock will continue to teach us the importance of understanding our purpose and our responsibilities in an interconnected society. The cultural shifts that are taking place are evident in a great, of the greater capacity to carry out collective action. To see ourselves as protectors of Tlakomitabiaki, the Earth, our mother, as humble learners, as active participants in the making, distributing, and application of knowledge. This progress is driven by the stirrings at the grassroots of communities, rather than from an imposition of externally developed programs. The forces of climate change is driving us to increase local communities and individuals' awareness of their needs, possibilities, and of our capacities to respond. The awareness must continue to lead us to take action, to seek solutions, to inspire action, and to engage in the collective decision-making. Indigenous peoples must strive to influence future technologies that will be characterized by an orientation towards addressing locally defined needs and by priorities that take into account both the material and spiritual prosperity of society as a whole. I always get emotional about this. On the home front, we need to always revisit the teachings of our ancestors. Our children have aspirations that we as adults need to be aware of. The spiritual education of our children will need to be focused on laying the foundations for a noble and upright character and to create learning environments in our homes that help them to form their moral identity so that they can acquire skills that empower them to channel their creative energies towards the betterment 
of their communities and to enrich their knowledge and skills in protecting Sakomita Byakiwa, the Earth, our Mother. Thank you. Thanks, Martha, and thanks for listening to Sacred Teachings. <laughs>